Well, hello, 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 my friends. Hello, hello, hello. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number two, six, six. How the heck are you doing, sass bastards all over the world? How are you doing? Uh, I've been doing this for a while now, and you've been listening to this for a while now, and, uh... I have admitted to some things that are a tad embarrassing on my part. Uh, some things that I've done that have been a little embarrassing and uh, some things that I've seen that have been a little embarrassing. I, I have done that already. And I'm, I don't see why that should not continue. But I just want to say in uh, before I even let you know what happened to me today. Uh, you know, how sometimes I'll say something and I'll tell you something and then I'll punctuate it by saying F y'all because I know you're judging me. Well, before I get started, <clears throat> before I even get started, I just want to say pre-F y'all. <laughs> because I know the judgment is coming. And I'm telling you something right now, you bastards. I know for a fact you're just as sick as me, maybe even a little more so. You see... Me being as weird as I am, I have no control over it. The weird thoughts in my head are in my head. There's nothing I can do about it. They're just there. But you weirdos, yeah, I'm talking to you. You sick bastards decide to come back and listen to this crap on a regular basis. And I only have one thing to say about that. One, thank you. And two, thank you. And three, thank you. And four, let's get started. <laughs> Even though I, on this podcast, I joke a lot, I talk about, you know, bang city and bang the crap and bang, bang, bang and all of those things. I know that you're all wise enough to realize that I'm actually lampooning that specific mindset and that I don't actually have it myself. You probably could figure that out by now. Because you've heard me talk in my normal, serious voice without any kind of comedic cadence. So you know what I sound like and when, I, when I'm being very serious and you have an idea of what I am, what I'm actually like. But you and you also know there's certain things I just wouldn't actually say in real life when I'm not just trying to make you laugh. And there's a there's a popular term. I shouldn't I don't know if you would say it's popular, but it's it's a well known term. And I heard somebody use it today. You know, like in the old days when I would watch old movies, they would talk about ladies that call them, "Hey, that's broads, those dames, those birds, those broads, 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 dames, 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 broads, dames." You know. These are the kind of things you wouldn't get away with calling a woman now and you shouldn't be able to. But one of the ones I heard today, and it's an old one and you've heard it before, butterface. I know you've heard that term before. Butterface, right? You have never heard anyone say, but his face, because there's no product called but his. I mean, it's a product called butter. So I, I, I understand what they're doing there. If there was a there was a dairy product called but his then they would say hey but his face so uh okay i kind of kind of know what why they don't say but his face now i guess i guess i kind of uh i guess i can't use that as an excuse now to to to, to lampoon people that say butterface i'll just talk about what they actually say and what it means basically is the person you're describing has a fantastic body and a spectacular delicious body but what you're saying is her face is so unattractive to you that you don't think it matches the physical 
part of her. You know, she has a fantastic body and her face is messed up in your, in, in your estimation, right? If she was kind of cute or average in your estimation, you wouldn't say but her face. You would just say, hey, that's a cute lady with a nice body. Hey, she's kind of cute. Great body. You wouldn't insult her. You would just talk about how great her body is. But in this particular case, these guys were using it as a, you know, using this disgusting term to describe a woman in the supermarkets. You see that lady up to the butterface, butterface, she got the butterface, man, that body, man, move that body was slamming, remember that girl's face was effed up, man, but the butterface, butterface, man, I mean, her body's slamming, but the face was, ooh, oh, she was damn ugly, but her butter, I mean, she was a real butterface, 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 and I'm thinking, these guys are disgusting pigs, <laughs> I want to see her. And I can honestly tell you, I've never actually used that term to describe someone because I th I, even when I was younger and less mature, I thought it was a horrible thing to say about somebody. So I go into the supermarket and then I'm I'm now listening to my phone, playing some music, listening to some podcasts. And I see this lady. And. I, I really in, in real life don't objectify women like that, even though I joke about it on the podcast. But this woman had what I like to refer to as one of the most spectacular buttockses I've ever seen in my life. And I'm going, please, I said, she's a, if you just peek at her delicious buttocks and keep it moving, you're not really objectifying her. You're noticing her delicious buttocks. And then I realized that by the time I said this, I had already been staring at her delicious buttocks for about four minutes and I felt guilty. And I'm going, oh. I got to get out of this aisle. I can't keep staring at this woman's delicious buttocks. And even as I was walking out of the aisle, I was still staring at it. You know how sometimes you watch one of the, like, it was like my head was on a gyroscope. As I moved, my head somehow contorted itself to look at her delicious buttocks. Because sometimes even the most enlightened people among us can sometimes be very, very disgusting pigs. I'm not proud of that, but damn, she had a delicious ass. Ha <clears throat> And I walked back into the aisle. I really didn't even need sugar, but I bought another, picked up another five pound bag of sugar because, well, she was still in the aisle. And she turned around. And, oh, I think I know who they were talking about. This woman had the body of a 30 year old, but she was about, I don't know, she was old enough to be someone's grandma. But from the neck down, I'm not even exaggerating. I'm telling you, from the neck down, she looked like a. 30-year-old fitness model, but right up from the chin to the top of her scalp, she looked like an old lady. Now, if you really think about this, in this particular instance, you wouldn't say butterface. First of all, you shouldn't say butterface because, as I said, it's a horrible term to use to describe someone. But this is the kind of thing you would compliment on someone. on. You would go, she's an older lady and look how she takes care of herself. That's how I would describe her. I would say, she's an older lady and look how she takes care of herself. She keeps herself in great shape. That's how you would describe her. But I knew from what they had said that this was the lady they were talking about. And I was like, that's kind of wrong that they did that. It was also kind of wrong because now I realized I was sitting there fantasizing about doing things to the buttocks of someone old enough to be someone's grandma. And I walked out of the aisle embarrassed with myself. I couldn't believe my pig ass was doing that. And I'm going, geez, dude. You were fantasizing about some woman's buttocks. This woman was old enough to be someone's grandma. And then I walked back into the aisle and grabbed another five pound bag of sugar that I didn't need because I wanted to see it again. And in my mind, I didn't know her name, but in my mind, for some reason, I started calling her Granny Sweet Butt. 
and I realized that's even more disgusting. <laughs> and also, I have 17 bags of sugar in my cart, and I don't need any sugar. So I put them back, which was great because it gave me more opportunity to look at Granny Sweet. But I mean, that, that, <clears throat> F y'all. So I walk around and I'm going around. I'm going, okay, that, that's just wrong. Don't be, you can't be sitting there thinking about somebody's grandma's butt and doing stuff to it. You're wrong. You're wrong. So I went into my phone. I turned off the music and I went to the podcast section and I found a true crime podcast that I didn't want to listen to at the time because it was too gruesome and disgusting and gross. So I rewound it and I started playing it from the part that made me stop listening to it at the time. And it was like, and then the murder and the ripping and killing and blood and death and destruction and killing and murder and killing and sadness and killing and sad and sad and killing and murder and blood and guts and blood and guts and killing and murder and kids crying and murder and killing and killing and stabbing and killing and I got depressed and I forgot all about granny's sweet butts. I go into the next island now I'm actually buying things I actually need and I see a lady at the end of the aisle I'm going forget about granny's sweet butt. Oh man, now I can actually look at and lust after this beautiful lady because this lady is age appropriate and I can't believe I'm objectifying this woman. I'm not objectifying this woman's breast because I'm a disgusting pig. I'm objectifying this woman's breast because I'm trying to wash the picture of Granny Sweet Butt out of my brain. And I'm going, wow, that woman is in great shape and what a delicious breast she has. Okay, I'm going to stop looking at it because this is gross and I'm objectifying this woman and I don't want to be that type of guy. Now, I'm not walking up to her. I'm not leering at her. I'm actually sneaking these peaks. And then when she turns around, it's, it's Granny Sweet Butt again. This time she had actually taken off her jacket and wrapping it, wrapped it around her waist. So I didn't notice the buttocks, which I would have immediately identified. And now I realize, whoa. I just washed out the memories of the things I was imagining with the, her butt, and now it's the breast, and now, but now she takes the jacket and she puts it in, puts it over her shoulder, and now I can see the delicious buttocks and her delicious breast, and now I think that this is wrong, and I'm feeling guilty and horrible about this. It's just oh. Right. And you ever just have thoughts that are going through your mind and you know you're a better person than those thoughts. You know you're a better person. You know you're a more evolved person. But for some reason, those disgusting thoughts, you're trying to justify them. And you, you, then there's another part of it that's like, do not justify those thoughts. You are fantasizing about doing something to this woman's buttocks and she's old enough to be someone's grandma. And now you're looking at her breast and they're the breast of the breast of someone old enough to be someone's grandmom and you're wrong for and you got to get out of this aisle when i was going to get out of the aisle but i now had since remember when the other aisle had 17 pound packs of sugar that i didn't big five pound bags of sugar now i have 700 cans of soup in my cart because i'm trying to make an excuse to stay in the aisle and now I got to take all of those. I, I said, screw that. I'm just going to leave it here and get another cart. I don't feel like doing that. And I walked away. Oh, man. And it was really annoying because apparently Granny Sweetbutt and I like to buy the same crap because every time I go into an aisle to get something, 
Granny Sweet Butt walks in, and then now she's and it's really weird because it was like what it was like a really bad sitcom episode because everything she did was highlighting her fantastic body, and she was always like it was like it was always it was like it was like it was like I was being teased by the universe. I'd walk into an aisle, and then Granny Sweet Butt would be in the aisle, and she'd be bending over to get something, and I'm going ha ha, and I try to go into the next aisle to get away from her, and then I she'd be the next thing I know she'd show up in the aisle, and then she'd be stretching up the get something and poking her breast out and I'm going no oh god no <laughs> and then I try to go into another aisle and I'm going I can't deal with this I can't deal with this I don't want to be a disgusting pig and this is wrong and gross because she's old enough to be somebody's grandma but from the neck down she's a 30 year old fitness model and I don't like what I'm thinking I'll never do anything but I don't like what I'm thinking even though I'd never do anything I don't like it and I also don't like the fact that the words, the name Granny Sweet Butt is now burned into my mind. Please don't. I, I just I got to go find some place where she's just not going to go because I don't want to have an excuse to look at her because I know she's old enough to be someone's grandmom. And I just oh, wait a minute. She's an old woman. I know what I'm going to do. She looks like she's almost done. I'm going to go into the aisle with the baby stuff. And I'm just going to stand there and listen to a podcast for about 15 minutes or so. I'm going to listen to about six Prince songs or something. And hopefully she'll get the hell out of the supermarket and I won't have to deal with that crap. And now she's in the baby aisle and she's on the phone talking about getting something for her great grandchild. Great. And I'm going, oh, God, what, 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 what the hell is going on here? Why is this happening? What the hell? What kind of test is the universe trying to give me? Just torture because you know I'm not going to do anything. So why do you keep doing this crap? Trying to make me feel like a freaking pervert when I'm normally an extremely enlightened man. And she walks up to me and I'm like, really, 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 really? And she starts talking. Hey. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I almost said Granny Sweet, but oh God, no! I said, yes, ma'am. And then she starts talking, and she's she don't even sound like an old woman. She just she, she and she's talking to me, and all of a sudden she's going, "Could you hand me that?" Because I'm taller than her, and I handed the stuff, and she hands she she they handed to her, and she says, "Thank you very much, youngster." And I said, "Thank you, miss." And I almost said Granny. I said thank you. Actually, I almost I almost said Granny Sweet Butt to her, but I didn't. She said thank you. I said that, that's great. And then she gives me. She goes, "Can I tell you something?" And I go, "Yeah." And I, you know, and I'm not. I know what she's going to tell me. And then she gets close to me and says, "Thank you very much. You're a sweet young man and a real cutie too." And she gives me a peck on the cheek, and I'm going at you, right. Right. And don't act like you've never seen someone that was a lot older than you. But for some reason, they physically look really good. And you're going, you know what? They're from the neck down, you you, you you know, and she was not like and she wasn't an ugly woman. She was a very pretty lady, but she was, you know, obviously an older lady. But from the neck down, she was not an older lady, at least not the way she looked in clothes and stuff. You know, and then she starts to head out, head away. And I'm going, good. Get out of here. Get out. Yeah, get out. You know, I mean, she didn't do anything wrong. She's a, she seems like a sweet lady. She didn't do anything wrong. All she did wrong was have fantastic genetics and work out a lot. And I'm going, gee, just, just get out of here. I feel like a freaking pervert. You know, and I, in good faith, tried to get the hell away from her, but for some reason, she. <sighs> All right, so now I see her in like. 
you know, she's at, she's at the cash register. Okay, now she's going to leave the store. I continue to do my shopping, and she's long gone, thank God. And the whole time I'm going, this is disgusting. You know, it's really weird. You know, it's, oh. I go pay for my stuff, and I walk outside, and I look around, and I don't see Granny Sweet Button. It's great. And I know there's a problem. Most likely, I'll never see this person again, because I don't even go shopping in this store that often, and I don't go shopping in this store at this time that often, and I'm not even in that city, in that particular city, that much. So I'll never see this woman again, and it's great. Oh, God, because it's just, oh, she turned me into, oh. I see a lady there on a motorcycle. I'm like, oh, yeah, finally somebody that, you know, that's that's okay to look at and want to bang the crap out of and look at it. And she's got that tight outfit on. I'm like, yeah, Jack, yeah, Jack. I walk up to her and she's got, she's parked two cars away from the mighty Toyota Camry. And I wave at her, give her the point because she gives me the point. And I'm like, well, you know, I, yeah. You know, now even though I was up there looking at some old woman and just nice to have a hot young thing like that, give me the point. You know, she ain't got no reason to nod and point at me except for the fact that, well, <laughs> I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, she's, yeah. and I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking that this, that this, this story is about to end and I'm going to tell you that the lady in the leather outfit was Granny Sweet Butt and I was lusting after her one last time and then I'm going to end the segment. Well, guess what, jackass? the jokes on you that was not granny sweet butt it was not it would have been kind of cool if it was granny sweet but it would have been a great way to end the story but unfortunately it was just another young lady <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm kidding it was granny sweet butt and leather outfit and i said now she rides motorcycles too I should have just let you think that it wasn't Granny Sweet Button and moved on with some other storytelling, some other story. But it, but actually was Granny Sweet Button. She she rode off on a motorcycle in a tight outfit she had on the. Yeah. It was really weird, man. And I felt like the exact opposite of those those old dudes that hang outside of college campuses, or you know, you know, what I'm saying they're trying to wait for the 19 year olds to come out. The guy's 45 years old, and he's gonna go and get it on with some high school girl who's 18, or some college girl who's 20, or some crap like that. It's the exact opposite, you know, you know, because well, it's not exactly the exact opposite. Cause those guys are willingly going there for the. To, to actually try to get it on with the 20 year old and they're 50 or 45 or whatever when they're too old for that crap. This was me just innocently going to the supermarket and you know, so it's, it's, it's not exactly the same thing. It's, it's, it's different. It's different. It's different. Well, that was, that part was different. What was not different was me Googling old folks homes in the near area and the, standing outside of old folks home, hoping that I could find granny sweet button, one of them old folks home, you know, coming out of the old folks' home with that body and, you know, sitting on the, you know, mighty Toyota Camry holding a bouquet of roses in my left hand and, you know, some applesauce in the right hand because I, I have a feeling she probably has her teeth out sometimes. And I'm sitting out there, you know, as I'm playing some music. <laughs> I'm trying to play music from her area, from her era. People are going, why is that guy sitting over there with a bouquet of roses in his hand, wearing a zoot suit and with a 
bowl of applesauce in his hand and I'm going, I'm shooting a movie and they're going, you look, you out here trying to find some old woman with a great body so you can get it on with him, you sick freak. And I'm like, that. what makes you think that? And they said, well, they, they, you're holding a sign that says, Granny sweet, but come to come to me. And I said that 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 sign that says Granny sweet, but come to me came with the car, as did the zoot suit, the bouquet of roses and the applesauce. I said, don't judge me, damn it. You know, but as it turns out, I should have known better than that granny sweet butt. But, but, you know, she she wouldn't be in an old folks home. I mean, she rode off in a damn motorcycle. I don't see anybody, you know, riding to an old folks home in a motorcycle. Because, you know, they, they would be in good enough shape, but they wouldn't have to be in an old folks home. So that don't make much sense. Uh, you know, but if somehow granny sweet butt does hear this podcast, I want to let you know right now. uh Keep your. I, I just want to let you know that I apologize, you know, for staring at your button breasts and all of that. I, I apologize for that. I mean, I didn't want to do it, you know. It was. It was. It was I, but but you should be flattered, you know, that a young fresh guy like me wants to I, I, meet. Wants to. Um, <laughs> anyway, folks. Uh, all I'm saying is don't don't judge a book by its cover. You know, those young guys were saying butterface and all of that, you know, but uh, I, I have a feeling that they were just trying to say that because each one of them caught the other one staring at Granny Sweetbutt and they were just trying to play it off. And really, they were like, damn, I know she's a thousand, but I want to jump on top of her, which is what I was saying as I drove away in the in the mighty Toyota Camry. Damn, she's a thousand, but I want to jump on top of her. So, uh. If Granny Sweetbutt does have happen to hear this, I just want to let you know right now that I apologize for objectifying you in my mind, you know, and um, I want to say to my regular audience, this has nothing to do with Granny Sweetbutt. I'm just saying this for no particular reason. And if people out there want to contact me about the show and they want to give me some, you know, uh, questions or comments or suggestions for the show, or if they wanted to leave their phone number and address for me to have sex with them later, <clears throat> Granny Sweet, but uh, the the the, uh, the email address uh, uh, I should not no 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 that's wrong that's wrong I, because you know because people are going to get the feeling that I'm just putting out my I'm telling my email address because I want Granny Sweet but to contact me, and I would want Granny Sweet but to leave her address and phone number, um, because I would like to sneak over and bang her. Um, but I but I wouldn't do that because th th that would be wrong. <laughs> Don't judge me, f y'all. <laughs> except um, except Granny Sweetbutt. I mean, I think you're a nice person. <clears throat> uh, Same over. Okay, everybody. Let me let's talk about this here. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of people that are really good with an end result, right? When 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 you think about the end result, you get a good end result. You know, but a lot of times we never ask what the journey to the end result is. You know, if somebody has a handyman or a repair person or a, or a mechanic and what they'll do is they'll go, well, I had this guy, Frank, he does my uh, this and he does my painting for me and he does my walls and he does all this. He does all the stuff around the house and he does the plumbing and all of that kind of crap. And here's the before picture and here's the after picture. Now, what they don't tell you is 
the amount of time between the before and after picture. They just show you the end result. They'll even do it when you're in the house. See this? This was all this was all torn up and this was all ripped out and this was on fire. That was awful and this right here this didn't work and this was broken. This was blown up and this fell apart and this rotted away. But then he came in and fixed it and look at that. And you're going, Wow, this looks great. I think I should have this person do some work for me. This person should do some work for me. And that happened to a friend of mine. Another friend of ours had some work done. I, we hadn't been to his house in a while because we would meet other places and he had some work done. He would casually mention, yeah, I'm having some work done on the house. We didn't know how much work it was being done, but he just he just casually mentioned it. We didn't know. And then we saw the beginning and we saw the before picture. We saw the after picture and he casually mentioned work. We didn't keep in mind to think about the time frame. We just remember he said it was being done. Didn't talk about it. Then it was done. Great. But there are a lot of people that are incredible at end results, but the journey to the end result sucks. They're end result competent, but not journey to end result competent. You know what I'm talking about. It happens in every avenue of life. You see some kid who turned out great, get a 7.0 GPA. He's got a quadruple PhDs. You know, she's a quadruple doctor, lawyer, quadruple doctor, lawyer, you know, and all of that crap. And you're going, man, if I have kids, I want to meet that person's parents because I want to do whatever her parents were doing to make her become a quadruple lawyer and a quintuple doctor. I need to know what they did. You go up and talk to the girl and you go, hey, you're 16 years old and you're already a quadruple doctor and an octuple lawyer. How'd you do it? What did your parents do? Your parents must be incredible. And then you find out, you find out, you find out by asking her. And she says, oh, no, my parents were pieces of crap. And you're going, ha, 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 even this, this is incredible. She's an octuple doctor and quintuple lawyer and quadruple, double, double, quadruple, quadruple, lawyer, doctor, lawyer, doctor. And she even has a great sense of humor. This is awesome. No, seriously. What did your parents do to make you so awesome? Well, my parents really were huge pieces of crap. Every night at the dinner table, they would break out into a knife fight. You know, and the one that lost, I would take them to the hospital and then they'd be healed up and then they'd come back and then they... And they made then they but and I remember one time my mom put a grenade in the dad's car, but fortunately it blew up before he got in there. And then I remember that time dad dropped the piano and it almost landed on mom. And they watched the War of the Roses and they thought those two people are a bunch of lightweights. And then that was that was that's what life is like for me. And I had to I just needed to buckle down. I actually just put myself into the books and put headphones on and studied as hard as I can because if I studied as hard as I can, I couldn't hear the gunfire in the living room. You know, because they both wore Kevlar suits and shot at each other you know and all that kind of stuff but they were good in the fact that they would always shoot in a direct line towards each other they never shot up up in in the air because they knew that i was upstairs and all of that kind of stuff and when they would put plant explosives on each other's cars they would always set the timer to for it to blow up when it was outside of the city but um but that's why i became such a quadruple lawyer and quintuple doctor was because i would put on the earphones and study so hard just to drown out the misery of my parents who have two pieces of crap they didn't even come to the graduation because they're both in jail for an attempted quadruple double quintuple murder for each other wow now, that's a bit of an exaggeration. She was only a quadruple lawyer and a quadruple doctor. But the thing is, you find out that the end results had nothing to do with the competence of the people who created the end result. The only thing they gave that girl was DNA. And it just goes to show you sometimes the end result has nothing to do with what's going on in the process of getting to it. I'll get back to the, to the people that do the repairs. I had a guy, this guy got, 
He had some repair work done on his house. He recommended it to the, to the other friend and the other friend had the repair guy come in. He was all nice to the repair guy. The repair guy seemed cool. And the repair guy, he even, the, the, the other friend that recommended the repair guy goes, I just left him in the house. Nothing was missing. So he goes, this is even great. I can leave in the morning. I can leave this guy here. I can go about my business. I'll come back. They'll be finishing up at least half of the work or a third of the work or whatever the hell it is. But whatever is done, I don't have, I won't even see him. I'll come back. And if they leave the key, they'll take the key, throw the key back and lock the door go home yeah i'll just come home and every day progressively that section that i need to have worked on in my house will be getting better and better and better this is great this is great and that's what he thought was going to be and then he came back into the house walked straight into the room that was getting fixed and he saw some progress and it was great that room was a piece of crap and now the, now the wall looks good and half of the floor is done and these people are great and it's incredible that's awesome he goes upstairs into the living room <laughs> oh no what does he see in the living room? He sees in the living room a room they're not even supposed to be working in. He sees his chairs that he's saved up for are now facing in the opposite direction back to back. And he looks at the top of one of his couches and he sees cuts from a circular saw and pokes obviously for some kind of tool. And in addition to that, the whole living room is coated in sawdust. Apparently, these jackasses were using the circular saw in his living room. Oh, no. Oh, no. He couldn't get him on the phone. He's gonna, I'm going to curse him out when they come back. He goes to work the next day and as it turns out they kept the key they came back and then they did some more work he comes back into the house and now he's got sawdust in this dining room because well it was too sawdusty in the living room so they decided to cut some more wood balancing it on his kitchen table which they dragged to the to the dining room and now he's got sawdust all in his dining room and his living room but that room in the above that room that they were working on it's now three quarters done it's three quarters done it's three quarters is done but now his living room and dining room looked like somebody was having a sawdust fight in there bastards he can't get him on the phone he comes back the next day now the room is completely done and there's a there's an envelope there and they said mail the check to us and he mailed the check to him but he also mailed him an angry letter and he you bastards how dare you not sawdust and double sawdust and triple sawdust and all of that crap and you cut up a chair and all of that crap right but as it turns out what is he going to do could he sue him course he could sue him he'd probably need their address for that that address that he mailed it to and the check came back that wasn't their real address it came back for their money but by the time he got in contact with them and he came back for the money he had already started the process of having somebody come in and clean up his living room and dining room he had already sent had somebody come and start reupholstering the damn couch he had already had somebody come in and work on the television he had already had somebody come in and clean the carpet now these two jackasses they were so busy overextending themselves with jobs that they didn't even you know, they didn't mind getting their money paid a little bit late they didn't mind it at all but by this time, he had already done the work of cleaning up his place. And they did charge him a lot less to do the work than it normally would have cost. They really did. 
And now that his house has been re-put back to normal, it's been a few weeks now that his house is back to normal, his TV's back to normal, his living room and dining room is back to normal. He had gotten used to living in his house and he was so happy with the room. He wasn't really mad anymore about the sawdust, even though it cost him three or four hundred dollars to get, make everything back to normal. He had the money. It wasn't a money issue. And when they came back, he was a little pissed off about what they had done before, but he was so happy with the work. He was so happy with the work, he even took pictures of the work. And now he had the before and after picture. But the process was horrible. But the before and after picture was great. So when the next time somebody walks into his house and says, hey, who did this? This guy over there. You have any before and after pictures? I have a before and after pictures. Wow, he does good work. Maybe I'll call him. Yeah, he does good work. But nowhere, nobody ever asked the other question. What was it like working with the bastard? What was the process? with? Did he do anything stupid? Nobody ever asked that. They just asked, are you satisfied with the work? Yeah, that work, but not everything else. There's a lot of people like that. We never ask the extra question. And I think it's always great and important to ask the extra question. Somebody sets you up on a date. You never ask the extra question. I always ask the extra question. Okay, does she have any children? Yes, she does. That's fine. Do you know what her relationship, before you even send this person over to me, do you know what her relationship with... Her baby's father is like, uh, well, yes, he was, it's not that big a deal. She, he's not around anymore. So he just abandoned her. That's really not good. That's really a bad thing. You know, you know, oh, he didn't abandon her. She has a restraining order out on him because he keeps firebombing her house. Oh, and you were not going to tell me about it. Well, he hasn't done it in about eight weeks. I figured it's, it's out of his system now. Hmm. So if I didn't ask those extra questions, all of a sudden I'm dating someone and then I see some dude outside holding a jug of alcohol with a rag in the top of it and it's on fire and he's like, she's mine, damn it. And I see the, that thing being thrown at the window and I'm sitting there going, I'm hiding under the couch with this lady and her kid and I'm going to, if I make it through this, I'm going to find my friend and do something that rhymes with me kicking the crap out of the bastard because we never ask the extra questions. I had a mechanic friend that was just like, it was just like that back in L.A. when I was young. And you had, we had to call me. It's always great to have a friend or to cultivate people around you that can do repair work if you don't want to do it or can't do it. Not that you just want to use them, but at the very minimum, you want to have people around you that can, that can help you with things and that you can help with things. Right? You get a mechanic. And, and the thing about it is, if you work for me and I love the end result, but the process of working with you was a huge pain in the ass, I tell you everything. My comic friends will tell you if I play a club and other people play a club, they will call me and ask me what it was like to pay the club, play the club before they ask somebody else, because I'll tell you everything. The other guy would go, yeah, it pays this amount of money and it's uh, 6.7 miles off this thing, yeah, and the dude that books his name's Frank. It's a nice club, it's a nice club. Yes, it's a nice club. And the guy's name is Frank. You ain't getting paid when you work there. You go to the other club, the guy will hand you a check, you know what I'm saying, or, or you know, or, or when you're there or something like that. Frank will get around the paying you three weeks later. You will get paid, but it will be three weeks later. And I tell them that. And now they can know whether, because if you're, if you're a performer and you get paid week, 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 you, you budget yourself the same way somebody does that works in a regular job, right? And if you really need that money and you're counting on that money from this club and you're counting on 
Frank handing you that check. You take it to the to the bank. You deposit the crap, and the next day you can use the money to pay bills. If you're doing that, and someone t- doesn't tell you that that check's not coming for three weeks, all of a sudden you're going, "Oh crap!" And I would tell you, don't expect to get the money from that guy for three weeks. I remember a person that I that I work with and I, I work with this booker and what happened was none of the clubs actually physically gave you the money. Uh, this is back before there was a lot of direct deposit, direct deposit and all that crap. What, what happened is you'd go through this whole run of gigs, right? And then you'd go home and maybe 10 days after you got home, two weeks at the most, the check would arrive in the mail. So basically, when you went out on the road to do these gigs, the money was coming out of your pocket. Now, you made good bread and it was worth it when the check came. But when you went out, realize you're spending your money, which was fine. He had a reputation for always paying. That was his reputation. But no one said that you weren't going to get the money for, for 10 days after you did all the gigs. Like I said, what if you expected to be getting paid every time you went to the club? No, I always ask the extra question. Okay, when do they pay you? Do they pay you in cash? Do they pay you in a check? Is the check handed to you? Is the check mailed to you? I ask those questions because I don't want surprises. (laughs) And a lot of people don't ask the extra question. And as I was saying, I have a mechanic uh, friend that uh, well I, had, I haven't seen him in 16 billion years but when I lived out there and he would work on cars and we worked with him and it was great and he worked on my car and I was the kind of person as I just stated with the, on the comedy tip I would tell you does he do a good job yes but I need you to understand something if it's a big job 80 to 90 percent of it will be done quickly within the first day or two depending on the size of the job but there will be 10 to 20 percent of it that will not get done for another week whenever he completes the main part of the repair that will be a day or two from the end of that realize count a week by the end of that week it will be completely finished for example he will fix your transmission or fix your engine but but something will be missing. Well, I would fi- I fixed the this and the that, but I can't get around to this. You're going to need a double valve and a triple valve and a double the, and you need a double thing and a double that and a double that. Now, the car is functional. You're, it's not going to break down. You're going to be able to get back and forth, but it's not done yet. He's the kind of person that will fix your car. He'll fix your dashboard, but only half the lights will be working. You can still use it. You can see the speed. You can see all the other things, but there's something missing. There's always something missing. There's always a knob missing. There's always something that's not put in quite right and he's going to have to take it back out and redo it it's always something like that now at the end of that week that i just told you about it will be perfect but don't expect it to be done until i until the time period and the time frame i'm telling you about now if i tell you about that beforehand and i say listen you have my word i trust this guy using the time frame i just gave you that's going to happen if you know that in advance and you take your car to the guy and he does 80 to 90 percent of the work and your thought is yeah s did tell me that he's going to do 80 to 90 percent of the work the car will be functional and within a week after that everything will be done you're not going to get mad because he's doing exactly what i told you he was going to do you don't have to ask the extra question 
He's a very competent person. But the process is a huge pain in the ass. And now you know. And that's why I always ask the extra question. You know, because I remember seeing my friend with that <laughs> with that repair guy and he just he saw the end result. Oh, this is great. But he didn't realize what the process to getting to the end result was. And you always got to ask that. You always got to ask that. I used to be annoyed when people would ask 55 more questions. But as I got older, I realized that people that are asking 55 more questions have been through the process of finding out that the mechanic that they, the, the, the street mechanic that they're working with needed an extra week. And they went through the process of knowing whether or not the handyman, because when the handyman comes to my house and you come to work on stuff for me, I'm saying, first of all, first of all, if you rip anything out of the walls or tear anything up, Take it out as you're ripping it up. Put I got trash cans right here. If you're ripping shit out of the floor, ripping shit out of the wall, the second you take that shit off the wall, put that shit in the trash can in these bags. I will take and take the bags out. Every time you leave, I want to see less stuff when you leave. Two, if you have to cut wood, I got extension cords. Cut that shit in the back of the house or cut that in the porch. Don't cut that shit in my house. I don't want sawdust everywhere. F that crap. So I need, you know, and people go, are you really specific? You're damn right. When you go to your friend's house and your friend spent a lot of money fixing up his house and he saved up to get his carpet taken care of and get these couches that he's really proud of and he has to get the shit reupholstered and he has to have professional level cleaners coming and clean his carpet and he has to have his living room and dining room cleaned and all of that kind of crap because some jackass decided to cut some wood in his living room and all of that kind of crap you know to ask those questions do you have something to cut wood on that is not you're not using anything in my house to balance any wood on you need to bring your own stuff and and, and, and the people oh why do you do all of that why do i do all of that i'll tell you and I don't think it's a big deal to ask the extra question. You should always ask the extra question. If the other person gets annoyed at you to ask, ask the extra question, that's their freaking problem. So that's just what I wanted to say, my friends. I was just thinking about that because I was looking at a friend of mine and he showed me some, uh, <laughs> he showed me some video of what some work people did to his house. And uh, I saw the before and after pictures and I saw the destruction in between. And it just reminded me of that. So that's why that's why I wanted to say it to you. You know, you may you may feel like in your mind, maybe I should ask him to or maybe I should ask her if. Well, I'm telling you right now, this put my voice in your head and let me when you think maybe I should ask them or maybe I should ask her. Imagine me walking in and going, yeah, ask him. Trust me. Ask him. Trust me. Ask the bastard. It's worth it because you'd rather be a little annoying than a lot pissed off. You dig of course you do. <laughs> Segment over. You know what, guys? I, I, I told you before, um, somebody asked me what my guilty pleasures was. And I told them one of my guilty pleasures was watching dash cam videos on YouTube. And that's the truth. You know, and, and, every, and then like maybe beagle videos or baby animal videos where the animals are super cute and dogs tilting their heads and cats doing stuff. I get a kick out of that crap because sometimes you just want to take this, the heavy stuff that's going on, move it aside and watch something light. And I found something else. And I only saw a couple of them, so I don't really necessarily. So don't hold me to the title of the of these videos, and I'm not looking them up because I don't want to. But it was basically, I think it was it was videos that were they were, essentially what they would do is they would see characters or superhero characters in movies and estimate what their top strength was 
for that particular super superhero. Like Superman lifted this, so his top strength must be this. His top speed must be that. Spider-Man did this, so his type strength must be this and that and so on and so forth. And that's actually pretty, pretty cool, you know. But the funny thing about it is if there's a superhero and I'll put it this way. In real life, obviously, there are no Superman and Batman characters or anything like that. But there are people that do have superpowers in the real world. And the people that have superpowers in the real world will be, you know, a person who's really, really rich, a person who's really, really influential, you know, a person who has this or has that. But the funny thing about it is in the real world, the superpower person, the rich person or the really attractive person, what happens is because it's an everyday occurrence, it's not a movie. It's not one comic book coming out a month. It's not one episode of a TV program where they fly around and do all sorts of incredible things. What it is, is it's something that happens all the time. If you date someone that is super duper attractive, and I've done that before, you date someone and everyone else thinks of them as a perfect 10 and the, the, the perfect 10 and off the charts and incredible and great. And at first you're going to look what I'm mean, getting on with. And all of a sudden, six months later, instead of being the girl that looks like Halle Berry, the girl that looks like Pam Greer when she was young, all of a sudden she's just your girlfriend. And it's the same thing with women. He looks like this superstar and that superstar and as good looking as that person, as good looking as that superstar. After a while, they're just the dude you're dating or just your husband or just your wife that all that crap that we were so infatuated with. It's not that big of a deal because you see her all the time. Everybody else is drooling all of themselves because of this superstar hottie. But the person married to the person that gets to see them naked every day. They're walking around the house in T-shirts with their boob jiggling. He's walking around with a six pack all the time. Then you get you see it all the time. It's not a big deal. Right. That superpower becomes boring to you or something you used to if you're a really rich person and i've never been that and but i've seen people that had had a lot of money in the beginning when they got the money was the greatest thing an incredible thing and it's incredible i'm going to buy this and buy that and i'm going to be able to do this and do this and do that but after about a year or two all of a sudden they're used to having the money and it's not really that big of a deal to them anymore they already know they can pay the bills they already bought the house they already have four cars they don't even want any more cars they don't even want two of the cars that they got but now it's just money it's not that big of a deal anymore it's just part of who they are and it's got to be the same thing when i think about superheroes because we've all had this fantasy when you watch a superhero movie or a superhero tv program what it will be like to be superman or superwoman or spider-man or spider-woman you always think about what it would be like to have those powers and how cool it would be you'd be out there saving the world and saving the universe and stopping crime and all of that crap but after a while after a while it would just become your damn job that's all it would be it's nine o'clock i gotta go solve some crimes that's all it would be and think about this if you had friends that you trusted and you're superman all of a sudden in the beginning it's great and incredible but you know damn well just like in the real world if you're a rich person and you have friends that aren't as rich they'll very very slowly start manipulating you whether they're doing it consciously or subconsciously They'll start manipulating you to the point where they start getting you to buy more stuff for them. You'll go on a trip to Hawaii. I can't go to Hawaii, man. Hey, it's not a problem. I'll take you. It's not a big deal. I got the money.
everybody come on now. Hey, that's great, right? And on the way home, hey, next year we can. And now all of a sudden they're talking about, and next year you can. You never said anything about going to Hawaii next year, but now they're putting those subliminals in your mind. Hawaii next year, Hawaii next year, Hawaii next year, Hawaii next year. Your ass is paying, your ass is paying, your ass is paying, your ass is paying. And you wind up next year in Hawaii going, I didn't even want to go Hawaii this year. What the hell? And they're going, ha ha, got him. It's got to be the same way. If a superhero was a, was real, if Superman was real, if I was Superman or you were Superman or you were Superwoman, it would be the same thing. You'd have friends. And at first, they tried to act like it was no big deal that you came from the planet Krypton and you could lift all this crap and were indestructible and super speed and super strength. They'd act like it was no big deal at first. They wouldn't want to. They wouldn't want to, you know, and, and take advantage of your friendship. They wouldn't want to do that. But I'm telling you right now, there would come a time where Superman was at the barbecue and somebody's like, ah, oh, damn, we ain't got any more matches. And Superman, just to be a nice guy, would go, don't worry about it, step back. And he'd use his x-ray vision to light the fire. And then the person who's got the fire lip would be going, mental notes. <laughs> he doesn't mind doing menial crap with his superpowers. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Later on that day, all of a sudden, the hamburgers and hot dogs have been on the table a little too long and they start to get cold. Hey, soup, why don't you use those eyes and heat them shits up again? Oh, no problem. Thanks, soup. <laughs> Mental note. He doesn't mind doing stupid crap with his superpowers. Mental notes. And all of a sudden, people see that shit. People start walking up to soup. Hey, hey, soup, man, could you do me a favor? My coffee getting a little cold. Could you do that eye thing for me? Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, hold on. Thanks, soup. Oh, you made it a little too hot, man. Come on, be careful with that next time, all right? <laughs> you know what would start happening, right? It would start happening. I can't get this jaw open. Hey, soup. Oh, man, my jack is bent. Hey, soup. You know what's going on there, right? And there's always one friend who takes it a little bit too far, a little bit too far, a little bit too mother jumping far. He'd invite Superman over. Hey, Soup, why don't you come over and have a couple beers? You know, you did a great job catching, you know, stopping that plane from crashing, man. You need you need to, you know, you know, you need to come someplace and chill out and stay away from all the press because everybody's going to be asking you about it. And, you know, they don't, none of these people know where I live. So don't you just come over my house, man. Fly your ass over here. Right. And don't even wear your Superman outfit, man. Just, you know, what I'm saying, just don't wear your Superman outfit, man. You are not Superman. You're my homeboy, Kal-El. All right. All right, man. Just bring your ass over here, man. We're going to have a couple beers. Just wear wear like a, a sweatsuit and some sneakers, man. Right. And, and fly really high so people can't see your ass. Because, you know, because if they see you land in the backyard, there's going to be a whole lot of people and they're going to want autographs. You know what I'm saying? So just do what you got to do. And then Superman flies really high at a super duper speed, gets to your house and he's walking and he's wearing his jersey from whatever city he decided to live in to make his home base and the supporting the sports team he comes in he gives you the high five but he's so excited about not being annoyed by people that he high fives you a little hard and knocks you into the kitchen and he goes oh sorry about that man it's not a problem soup you sit down with soup you're just sitting there talking trash and watching tapes and having a great time and he's feeling really like this is great man i don't have to be superman today i'm hanging out with my boy here this is great i don't gonna walk around in that stupid outfit anymore man you know i'm just sitting there in my 
sweatsuit and sneakers and this is great, right? He actually went into the kitchen. We were having some tea. He actually went in and heated it up on the stove. He didn't ask me to do the eye thing, but as he calls it, this is great. This is incredible, man. This is great. I like this dude. This dude is not taking advantage of my superpowers. He's just a friend and that's that. That's great. Hey, Soup, I got to show you something. Oh, cool, man. Come on upstairs. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you something. See this right here because I, I want to get your opinion, man, because you've been all, I mean, you fly all over the place. I mean, you've been to all the different countries and stuff. So you have, you know, have a, you have a keen eye for, you know, for design and stuff like that. So I want to get, you know, and with boys, I want to get an idea of, um, you know, what, what you think about this room. Now, check this out, Sue. Now, because I, because the thing is, you see, well, see, there's a lot of, see, don't, don't let this distract you. There's a whole lot of trash and stuff here, you know, and I, I got to get all this trash out of here, you know. And then I'm going to paint the walls. I mean, it's, it's actually structurally sound. I don't need to do anything to the floors. I don't need to reupholster anything or anything like that. I don't need to do anything structural. You know, basically, the only thing that needs to be done up here is, you know, get this. There's a whole lot of stuff. I need all of the stuff, you know, taken out and bagged up and put out front, you know, and, uh, you know, and uh, and have the walls painted. Because I already got the paint and everything. I have to paint the brushes and everything like that, you know, is. uh you know, I mean, this is this is, this is going to be a kind of a big job. You know, I mean, uh, my the other guys were going to come over and help, but it's kind of hard to coordinate all of them. You know, eventually, you know, all all of our boys are going to come over and help out. They're going to help me take all this stuff out and bag it and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm going to give everybody some pizza and whatnot and all that kind of crap. We have some pizzas and some beers. You know what I'm saying? We're going to watch. Some, you know, I got some tapes, some some classic fights. You know what I'm saying? I got some of that on. We're going to we're going to watch that. You know, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of a big job. You know to to get all of this stuff up and back it up and put it out front and you and then paint the uh the paint the room you know it's, it's, a, it's a really big job and it's gonna take all of us you know working together you know it's gonna take a long time you know I mean I wish there was a way that I could very 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 quickly get all of this stuff picked up bagged up put out front and very 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 quickly you know at a at a uh, super speed uh to get this all painted you know what I'm saying Cal yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, would you like me to use my super speed to take all of this stuff out of the room and paint the room quickly? Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, don't want to put you out, man. You just saved all those people on that plane, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I know you have superpowers and it will probably take you only about 10 seconds to do it. No, it would take me less than two seconds to do it. Would you like me to do that? Well, I mean, I don't want to. I, I, look, man, I just wanted you to come over and have beers and hang out. OK, if you I mean, if you if you want to do it. Damn, that, that was less than two seconds. Yeah. Oh, how long is it going to take for the paint to dry uh, the paints? I just dried the paint by doing the as you call it, the eye thing. Is there anything else you want to trick me into doing dick face? Um, look, Cal, I did not call you over here for that. I did not call. I called you over here just to have beers. Sure you did. I got to go. There's a house on fire. At least I know what I'm going there for. Come on, soup. Don't be upset. Oh, come on. Oh, don't fly away, man. Come on, man. Oh, come on. Come back, man. Let me apologize to you. You know, I know you can hear me with them damn ears. I know even though you're across town, you can hear me. Could you do, look, could you do me a favor? I'm going to move away from the window. Could you just pick like up like a pebble and from where you are, throw it with your superpowers and have it come through the window. And I'll know that you accept my apology without, you know, having to come back and ow, you hit me in the head with it. You did that on purpose, didn't you? Ow, you hit me in the head again. And there's a note on this one. Apology accepted, but don't do it again. All right, soup. I'm sorry. <laughs> and don't act like you don't you. That's not how it would go. 
If you had superpowers of any kind and you have friends around you, they're going to manipulate your punk ass into using that crap for them. I know it and you know it. I'm already starting to hear people. Hey, uh, I understand people like your show, your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm doing this gig at April. Uh, I, next year, I'm going to start having some of my, some comics on to hang out and do some of the shows with me. And when you come on the show, you can plug dates when you're on the show. I'm not just randomly plugging gigs, you dickhead. I'm not doing it, you bastards. Trying to manipulate me into plugging dates. <laughs> it ain't happening, punk. You manipulating bastards. Bastards. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Am I right? Am I telling the truth? Am I right? Of course I'm right. You know I'm right. <laughs> Segment over. Well, everybody, thank you. This has been episode number 266 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for everything that you do. I want to thank you guys for subscribing. I want to thank you guys for telling everybody. I want to thank you guys for the email. I want to thank you guys for the kind direct messages on Twitter. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Everybody talks a lot of crap about, you know, uh, um, when people listen to them or quote fans and whatnot. But when somebody says great stuff and they tell you that they like what you do, it really does warm a person's heart and i know that it warms mine so i want to thank you guys very very much for that now uh this podcast can be heard everywhere uh this podcast is on itunes tune in radio iheart radio stitcher radio the podcast revolution network um and the home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com so if you want to check it out check it out there to contact me you call you use this email address talk to s anthony at gmail.com talk to s anthony at gmail.com my social media on twitter i'm in twitter in two places and two places only my personal twitter is at s anthony thomas the show's twitter is at s anthony says i am on let's see i'm on uh instagram as s anthony thomas i'm on snapchat s anthony thomas one and folks um uh, if basically, if you just Google my name, S. Anthony Thomas, or Google S. Anthony Says, or Google the S. Anthony Says podcast, I've been around for a long time. I will pop up, pick one, subscribe to one, and I'll be there every week the way I've been for the past three years, going on four years. Folks, more than anything else, I want to thank you guys for, you know, for giving me an hour of your time every week. And uh, I appreciate it, man. I really do. It means a lot to me that you guys give enough, you care enough to listen and um it's really, really cool. Folks, doesn't matter to me how you listen to me. It doesn't matter to me if you're on a Reddit writing mower or if you're listening to me on the way to work, on a treadmill, walking down the street. Thank you for letting me into your earbuds, into your minds, into your hearts. Now, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye every week. You should know this by now. We're all going to say it together on the count of three, and then the show will be over. Are you ready? Of course you are. Here we go. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.